When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to another episode of Creators Outlet, sponsored by our friends over at the 8 Marketing Team. You need a little extra help with your Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Contact Kevin Gillette over at Inked Marketing at www.inked.marketing today. We want us to remind you that the award-winning series Loco Hero from Monty Michael Moore is back with issue two. Get your copy today at inked.pub forward slash Loco Hero 2. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now and as always please subscribe comment and share and tonight we have our special guest red gaze with us what's up dude What's up? What's up? How's your night? How's your Friday? It's Friday. It's, it's Friday. Good. Yeah, it's it's Friday. But my uh, like I was saying in the pre, uh, my uh, my daughter was here a week, so uh, I I didn't get my order in for adult beverages. So. 
I, well, right, I but if you're if if it's over now, then it's still a special Friday. Oh yeah, Fridays Fridays are always <laughs> special because I usually I usually don't uh, I usually don't uh, stream on the weekend. So I I usually like either Saturday or Sunday I will sleep the entire day. This week it's going to be Saturday because uh, Sunday a friend of mine's coming over and buying a bunch of keys off me so that uh, I can back more projects. It's just, it's, <laughs> I, just, it's just how it's working. <laughs> I might be with you on that one this weekend, man. I could use a whole day of sleep. Uh, it's, you know, it's like getting old. My health, my health is up and down. I'm, in, I'm, uh, I'm disabled. I'm in, a, I'm in a motorized wheelchair, so I'm like Professor X, although I look more like Mojo. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, you know, whatever works, you know, you could just, just be your own character. You got to, you got to forge know, your own character personality here. You know, uh, Professor Mojo. How's that? Professor Mojo. That can work. <laughs> that can work. I can write a script around that. What's his power? Uh, flatulence. Uh, you know, I think too that's many... been done in Mystery Men. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh. The spleen. The spleen. So, uh, why don't you uh, tell me about yourself? This is going to turn into a little little background now. Uh, you know, when you first got in, when you first got interested in comics, and sure, uh, yeah, I've been wow. Wanted to actually do this. Yeah, I really first got interested in comics. Uh, oh boy. I'm going to say somewhere, somewhere around the age of 12 or so. Uh, first time I ever experienced comics was uh, from a KB Toys. I picked up one of those multi-packs, like these three packs in the plastic bag, you know? Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It was Aven- Avengers, Doctor Strange, and I think Iron Fist was in that pack. And uh, I, I really, I got really excited by Doctor Strange. Honestly, the Avengers didn't really uh, pique my interest with that particular issue. I don't remember what issue it was, but uh, and Iron Fist, I just thought it looked cool. I didn't really care too much for the story but i thought he looked cool so that that's really where it started and then um my brother was really big into comics but he was more of a i don't know more like an underground type comic dude like uh he was into stuff like the crow and um shit like that before it became super popular you know yeah uh, he really liked the dark uh, black and white stuff and I like that stuff too, but I was more more drawn to eventually the Marvel side of things. Like I really became more of a Marvel fan than anything, and um, yeah, that's where it all started. Um, and then it all kind of went downhill somewhere in the early two thousands. Uh, just I don't know. I didn't. The Ultimate series was okay. Uh, the Ultimate line, uh, but it didn't. I don't know. There's something about it I just didn't like. Like it took superheroes and made them it almost introduced too many real world elements for, for my liking. I guess. And uh, from there, it just, I mean, you know where it went from there. Like, it just got more and more messaging, more crap, more retconning, more rebooting universes. And I just kind of fell out of it for a while until right around 2017 or so. The whole comic skate thing really sparked my interest again and got me involved. And that's when I started the YouTube channel and uh, kind of got back into things. So, and from there, I mean, I've, I've always been kind of a writer on the side. Like, I've written some stories, some short stories. I started a novel once. Had a hard drive crash after like 20 chapters in, and I gave up at that point because I was really pissed off. Oh, but um, <laughs> I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't a fun time. 
so yeah that kind of soured me to it for a while but what really sparked me again was uh the last jedi like i i didn't the force awakens i didn't i had my problems with it but i was hoping i was hoping and uh no that those dreams are crushed with the last jedi and that star wars was my absolute favorite franchise ever of all time <laughs> So that uh, that really kicked me in the ass, and I, I got to the point where I just said, "Look, if they're not, if they're not, <laughs> this is what they're going to give us. Then somebody's got to do something." So that's when I really started uh, writing like hard on Sunsworn, and not too long after that, uh, about I think maybe a year or so after that, is when I actually launched. So that's what got me into into creating was just uh, my sour disappointment, not even hatred, just disappointment, and um, yeah. You know, just it's just disgusting where the the state of entertainment is, and I feel like I, we need even more than than comics. Like comics are great. I love comics. I love reading comics. I love writing comics. But we need more, man. We need we need novels. We need short films if we can make them happen. You know, we need to really start growing this thing in a big way because this uh, the mainstream is just nose down forevermore. It seems. Yeah, uh, I mean, I got rid of all my streaming services quite a while ago. Like I dropped Netflix. Uh, back when that cuties thing was was going on i go i was just like fuck this <laughs> oh yeah cuties god damn yeah that's uh, what a disgusting thing that was what's up pops yeah someday he'll be able to afford a red gaze intro <laughs> they're not that expensive <laughs> Just a small sliver of your soul. Oh well, <laughs> I, I I might have to uh, renegotiate my contract with Mephisto, but uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not the devil. I'm not, not going to take the whole damn thing. You know, I'm not greedy. I just want a sliver. Oh, just a, just a slice. Just a yeah, sliver. That, yeah, that's good. I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> you know. So uh, you got into uh, you got into comics gate because that's where you felt the best work was being done that's where i felt the most the most hope lied um and yeah a lot of the, a lot of the early stuff i saw coming out of comics gate looked really good uh yeah it looked really promising and i was you know i hope for the best and i think we did end up getting a lot of good stuff out of it uh there's a i mean there's a there's a lot <laughs> now to choose yeah. from you know but there's there's still some some really good stuff um uh, yeah, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have ups and downs anywhere, but uh, yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of really great creators like putting their heart and soul into these projects and really focused on quality. And that's why, honestly, why I really focus on the small creators when I'm promoting because I mean, first of all, the big creators don't they don't need our help anyway. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. doing just fine. Um, but not but when I see small creators that are just doing something that looks fantastic and they're getting actually absolutely no traction, no no exposure. You know, those are the guys I focus on because I, I really would like to see some of these small creators rise who are just, I mean, a lot of these people have day jobs, you know, some of them have two day jobs and they're still doing it. They're out there trying to push their YouTube channel, trying to get the work done. You know, it's it's a lot. And I don't oh, think yeah. people, people realize just how much goes into doing the things that we do. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's nonstop. I mean, I started I started writing again six months ago. And um, I'm working on uh, three short stories and, you know, a, a full length thing that could, you know, go on for quite a while. And uh, I just finished like the first draft of one of the 
one of the darker stories and uh i'm just like i'm wiped i'm just like the first thing i did was because i'm doing it i'm doing it on uh oh whatchamacallit i'm just doing it on like google docs and mm -hmm. uh i made sure to set everything so auto save everything every letter it's auto save. oh god yeah that's a lesson i certainly learned holy shit <laughs> you know i'm just like i will uh, never not back up anything ever again i'm like uh it's like well you only have to save like every few pages no you have to save every letter every keystroke has to be automatically saved <laughs> it's you know there's there's no ifs ands or buts I know because uh, the server for Outright Geekly crashed more than once, and then then the site uh, the site grew too fast, and uh, we we blew up the site. It just went kablooey, and Ouch. <laughs> the uh, the the owner of the site uh, thought because he's an IT guy that he could go in there and finagle stuff. Well, when he finagled it, uh, oh man, it it it's like uh, it's like when your little sister doesn't think she needs to put, you know, oil in the car ever, <laughs> right? And you know, you can hear the engine knock from like you know two towns away, and I'm like, oh. Just terrible, terrible. I just had that that monstrous lockup. Yeah. But speaking of great creators, there's one right there, Miriam. She's the artist on Sunsworn, and she's also got a great book of her own. Bonds is fulfilling very soon, like in the in the next couple of days, and it's uh, it's going to be beautiful. Well, Miriam wants to come in. Just uh, just give her the uh, just give her the link. She is in Slovakia. I think she's in bed right now, but I will send her the link. Oh, okay, <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Yeah, like, don't get out of bed or anything, but. So, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty much the path that brought me here. I, yeah, I could bitch and complain all night long, but what, who wants to hear that? No. <laughs> No, you know, the second half of the show will just be us, uh, you know, ragging on Sugar Chris. And, uh, oh, I'm down with that. Chris was giving me shit in his chat today. I couldn't believe it. I know. I was there. <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> you know, and, you know, he didn't catch like half the things I was saying. He's like, my nose is fine. I go, no, it's because you're lying about shopping while you're doing a stream, you moron. <laughs> We all know he's shopping 24 7. That guy shops in his sleep. I know. It's like, and and I'm just like, dude, how many jobs do you have? Like, I, I thought it was I thought it was bad. I, I know one guy that, that does like, you know, his own uh, you know, geek uh thing like this. And uh but he's he's like all mainstream, and every week he's like showing off like all these uber expensive variant covers that you know show up the week of release you know already cgc 9.8s and signed and i'm like right and he lives in new york so i'm like 
uh, I'm like, uh, you know, what do you do for a living? Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, there's they they pay pretty well in New York, but the, the I mean, the standard of living is really high too. So it's it's not really a fair trade, I don't think. I know. Oh my god! So sometimes uh, you, you want to slap your family. My cousin liked on one of the links I sh shared for this on Facebook, and he's like, "Oh, where's the show?" I go, "Dude, you clicked like on the on the on the link already. It's right there. You just clicked the thing." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's it. I'm just shutting Facebook off. <laughs> Leave. There we go." Uh, it makes you feel any better. I want to slap my family pretty much every day. <laughs> Probably much deserved. Oh, yeah, very much so. <laughs> but speaking of... I'm here. Slap me. <laughs> Cuz, don't tempt me. You're not that far away. There you go. So the slap plate is on. But you'd have to you'd have to drive here because you know my wheelchair won't make it that over the bridge. <laughs> the cops would stop me, and I, I don't have nitrous on this one yet. <laughs> you don't have the, the time travel device like Timmy in South Park. Tim Timmy. <laughs> oh. We me and my me and my buddy used to used to crack on that all the time. And you know we make fun of Timmy all the time, and and now I am Timmy. Oh, with, without the stutter, and I'm like, it was even worse because uh, I was a uh, I was a nightclub DJ for like over thirty years uh, until I fell ill in 2016 and and died, and they put me in a medical coma and all kinds of happy horseshit afterwards. Jesus. Uh, yeah, just a flesh wound. Uh, I had uh, sepsis, cellulitis, and acute fasciitis. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard of at least one of those, and none of them are good. No, no, no. It just gets worse. Uh, even even after I eventually came out of the coma and I was going to like a million and one doctor's appointments, they'd be like, they'd look at my file and be like, you should be dead. I'm like, That's yeah, well. That's a pleasant well, thing to say to someone. You know, well, I... I they they had to do a tra uh, tracheotomy on me because I couldn't breathe and uh, on my own. And uh, one one day I was hallucinating on a double morphine trip they had me on, and uh, I thought I was the Joker and I was murdering Harley Quinn, ripping her throat out. Uh, Harley Quinn looked suspiciously like uh, my kid's mother. And uh, I thought I was ripping her throat out. And actually, I was ripping out my tracheotomy and throwing it across the room. Oh, shit. Uh, but I was fine. I was breathing fine and everything. And, you know, but like 50 doctors all came in because everything was like alarmed up on me. I can imagine. You know, I kept, I kept trying to, I kept trying to escape. It was, yeah, I'm, uh, one of the books I'm writing, uh, I'm going to try to expel all the demons from, uh, you know, the hell of like the last seven years. So 
it's uh it's just one of those things so tell me about uh how the book came about well the book came about from uh it actually started as a, a role-playing universe that i created for uh some players like 15 16 years ago I keep saying 15 years, but I keep forgetting, you know, every year it's more. So it's probably closer to 17 years at this point. But, um, yeah, that's really where it started. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Mutants and Masterminds, but that's the system that we were playing at the time. And it's kind of like a, almost a superhero setting in space, but uh, tweaked a little more toward the, the sci-fi end of stuff. Um, you know, a little bit... A little bit away from here it was kind of a step away and a step more towards space fantasy but uh so i basically took that setting which has just been sitting on the shelf collecting dust for how many years now and dusted it off revamped it um you know revised it made some new characters and uh yeah just got to writing because that's uh, that's really where my passion is in the space fantasy like i love i love fantasy i love sci-fi uh, but where they mix, that's that's really what I love. That's why that's why I was always such a Star Wars fan. I just I just love that mixture of the two. So Star Trek's out, huh? No, I enjoy Star Trek. I'm more of a casual Star Trek fan, I would say. Um, but yeah, that's I I like some sci-fi stuff, but uh, when it gets, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it gets a little too bogged down with all the technical stuff, and it just it takes me out of the story sometimes when we're. Uh, spending half an hour, you know, dissecting a, a warped core and naming every part that's inside, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my, my Star Trek is the original version. So uh, I that came back to, I'm, I'm old. Uh, I'm not Pops old, but I'm, I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> you know, I grew up, I was a little kid in the 70s and that it just made the big comeback to uh, like syndication, uh, as well as uh, the Adam West Batman TV show. Right. And the first time I saw that, you know, all the vibrant colors, and the first episode I saw had the Joker in it. And as you can see, it might have had a slight effect on me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I love the original Star Trek as well. Um... And that's probably I I probably appreciate that more than any of them because of that aspect. It is a little bit more it's a little bit more fantasy because all the different planets they went to, um, there was a lot more, I would say, social interaction and and social uh, conclusions to things that are going on rather than you know like high tech sci fi solutions. Yeah, it's like whoa, you're dying of a disease. We're just going to make you uh, a robot. Oh, wonderful <laughs> right <laughs> i'm like you know the third episode into picard i'm like oh god they're gonna put him into a data body i you know i didn't even make it through the first episode of picard that was oh. quite enough about 15 minutes in <laughs> i was just like all my friends were like you know sharing it and i'm like okay uh i I, I got the uh, like the thirty day trial off of Amazon for the for CBS All Access, uh, and I watched Picard in one day. I like just binged it in like ten hours, and I was done. Yeah, so, so you're a bit of a masochist, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, kinda. <laughs> kinda. It just, you know, it's what I do. You know, I understand. I understand. <laughs> you know, whips, chains, paper cuts, and lemon juice. You know, the fun stuff. <laughs> right. So, since we're talking about the book, we shall bring the book up. That is... And is it still in demand now, too? Yep, yep. That's going to be in demand for a little bit yet. Uh, it's going to be fulfilling in October. Uh, we are about, let's see, let's say probably about 70% done with everything. Um, all the, the prints and everything like that are all finished. It's just the, the comic itself that's being worked on at the moment. Uh, but, I mean, Miriam is just on fire. She's been spitting out like a page or two sometimes <laughs> on, on, on an almost daily basis. Uh, when she's not, you know, out of town or has other things to do, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's coming coming along really well. Cool. Yeah. Uh, as of now, two hundred and eleven backers, thirteen thousand two eighty. Yeah, man, I'm grateful for every one of them. You know, it's pretty cool. Well, I want to take a look at. The I've seen the trailer, but I've only seen the trailer on other people's shows, not on mine, where I can blow it up on my big screen. <laughs> Yeah, man. And that trailer was actually made before we really even got into the really cool stuff. Uh, the, the pages Nerium's spitting out right now are just fantastic. We're really getting into the, the dragon battles and some really cool stuff. Uh, but I can share a little bit of that with you if you like. Yeah, I... These are some of the, the more fresh pages and freshly colored as well. 
And Katie would probably kill me if I showed too much, but I can't help it. <laughs> Some of these are super cool. Actually, all of them are super cool. <laughs> I think the bed is winning. <laughs> <laughs> probably. It would win for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, if if I could move my entire computer setup and, and put it next to my recliner, I would put a swing arm on the screen and be like, aren't you going to sit at the desk? Why? I moved everything over here so I could just sit in my bed and do it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy and my bed has a remote so I can sit up and elevate my legs at the same time. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't want that set up? <laughs> yeah, I get I get I get the zero G bed because my because of the problems with my legs and all the surgeries and stuff. Right. Uh, of course, it's not doing me any good because it's piled high with uh, stuff from a twenty-two foot long trailer, uh, a mix between comics, art, and uh, case upon case of DVDs. Uh, since my my LCS has pirated my uh, my shelving, they they did that when I was dead to the world from the house I was renting at the time. Wow! And uh, they're like, well, because everything had to get moved out of the house anyhow. They're like, well, instead of putting these in storage, I can put these to good use in my store. And I was fine with that. I don't care. Right. You know. It's not like I was going to do anything with them at the time. But I have I have made room in my loft here for one. I got like a 2,400 square foot loft. Uh, like, well, that sounds pretty cozy, actually. You know, <laughs> 150 long boxes. Uh, an uncounted amount, but a lot of uh short boxes and then bins filled with action figures and toys and collectibles and yeah i am my own comic shop yeah sounds like it <laughs> you know you know I'm, I'm going through just like selling you know selling stuff and uh i had to put a halt to it because i was in i was in fake book jail thank you mr fuckerberg uh uh, I barely even touch Facebook anymore. I can't. I just can't stand it. Twitter's bad enough. <laughs> yeah, it. You know, but I was doing like all the, all the auctions over, like all like the dollar auctions over there. And once in a while, you know, I look, I go, oh, I think this book is something, and I'll look it up and I go, oh, it is good. Pull, pull it aside, <laughs> sticky note with the price on it. You know, people are like. Do you have any of this? Yep, I'll put it up next auction. Okay, thanks. Put it up and I put the actual price on it. I don't want to pay eBay prices. <laughs> I go, oh, so you want me to put it up for a dollar? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fuck off. The bed didn't win. Yep. There she is. I just decided to to, you know, to come and save you. <laughs> <laughs> Always saving the world. 
No, not really. Uh, I just decided to to come and scold you a lot because you're showing too much. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Take my pages down now. <laughs> well, technically they are not my pages, though. <laughs> Hello, hello. Nice to meet you. You as well. I've seen you on, on many streams. Okay. I, I lurk in chats. That's why that's how I find everybody. Oh my god. <laughs> do we do we have another stalker? He's not that kind of stalker. Oh. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, I'm, so a, I'm a comic stalker and, of course, a, a streaming stalker. So I go and I look and I go, oh, that's cool. Wow, I'd really like to have them on the show. And then I ask and, you know, and then people say, yeah, sure, when? I'm like, really? <laughs> cool. <laughs> I actually, uh, I mean, I might even be accused of stalking you a little bit because I really enjoy a lot of the comments you leave on, on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah and that's how the circle closes <clears throat> yeah because this, this man speaks truth to power and i like it yeah uh and i i roast the hell out of sugar chris so <laughs> oh yeah okay now you're you're our blood you're our blood <laughs> you're allowed to hang out with us now Woohoo! Yep. yippee <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you, I'm sure you saw the meme when uh, Conor McGregor broke his leg in in the yeah, fight. Jesus, no, 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 oh please God! Don't show it. No, please don't show it again. No, no. Uh, somebody somebody took a still of that uh, and photoshopped it and put a red dress on Conor. <laughs> oh my God! I I sent it to Sim and I'm like. Was Chris at the fights tonight? <laughs> oh my god! He was dying laughing. I think he, I'm pretty sure he shared it out. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm, I'm almost scared to say that. That's that's very highly um, possible. You know that it would end up like that. But but who knows? Who knows? Right? Maybe maybe the moment Chris gets his red dress on, he gets extra powerful. You know, like Naruto <laughs> powers up. I don't know. I can kind of see Chris doing that to himself. <laughs> you mean just, the red just, dress just or the broken leg? The broken leg. Just walking through his room, I can see that happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, I I keep asking him when he when he's going to clean the piles of books that have been the same piles of books like next to him at the computer for like a year now. It's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Oh, well, he's probably yeah. one of those people that has an organized mess, right? Because I operate like that a little bit. Like it's, a, you know, it's a bit messy, but I know where everything's at. Uh, come on, in a year, in a in a year. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Chris doesn't have anyone there bossing him around. You know, he just does what he wants. Ah, uh, okay. Notion taken. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> It's you know well you know I'm kind I'm kind of the same way because uh, I have a you know I have an end table next to my re recliner and uh, another creator referred to them as uh, 
as uh, book poops uh, because they're because they're pyramids basically of books, like stacks of books all around your house. It doesn't matter whether they're prose books, uh, if they're art books, if they're you know trades omnibus. They're stacked up everywhere, and and it, it's it's true. Uh, I have like four stacks on this end table. And they just get higher. Okay. That, that happens to me for a bit, but I can't. I can't leave anything laying around too much uh, most times because I always got to clear it off to make room for, you know, organizing and, and fulfilling the next campaign. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what it's become. So that's forced me to be more, a little bit more uh, clean and organized. Well, I've been, I've been going, I've been going through stuff, and I mean, I had a full twenty-two foot trailer that showed up here uh with stuff of mine that had been in storage for like five years so i went through and broke down like probably a little over 100 boxes Jeez, Louise. you know you know not bad from a wheelchair but uh, uh, not, not bad at all i mean one organizing one box is a pain in the ass <laughs> But the problem is, is like I discovered like all these cool toys and action figures unopened, of course, uh, that I didn't know. And I start setting them up everywhere to take pictures to be like, look what I found. And then all the toy buyers that are, you know, that follow me are like, oh, are those for sale? I'm like, <laughs> no. Maybe how much you got? <laughs> like, I go. I don't think you can afford these. You know, I I think you know. I look at them. And I'm like, hmm. Have they put these in one huge complete like box set that I can just display up on a higher shelf somewhere? No. Okay. So I'm like, uh, no, they're not. Because they never made those again. I go, yeah, I know. <laughs> I I would I would love to get rid of. Uh, my Stargate figures, but uh, trying to find a Stargate fan is hard enough, and then trying to find a Stargate fan with money. <laughs> yeah, I would think something. It'd be pretty difficult to find a Stargate fan hardcore enough to actually buy figures. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the time I was when they when they came out, and uh, I I bought like an entire case, so I've got I've got two of everything. And then I've also got a uh, in the sealed case. Uh, it came like one per case. Was a uh, was a demo of uh, the original MacGyver there, his character. <laughs> um, but it was the uh, I forget what they call it now. Uh, but it's the like the original mold, like all gray, a prototype. That's what it is. All it right, a, right. It was a prototype of uh, Jack O'Neill. Looked nothing. Uh, it looked nothing like uh, the finished one. Like some of the pieces, you know, some of some of the parts of his uh, his body sculpt were actually like separate. Like the vest was like a separate piece that came together, and a few other things. And I'm like. You know, somebody goes, ooh, who's that a prototype of? I go, oh, Jack O'Neill from Stargate. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh I still like to rewatch the old, you know, the old series. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've I I own them all. I'm a I'm a stickler for physical medium. So right. you know I I own all the Stargates, all the Babylon Fives, all the original Star Treks. Uh, the only Star Wars movies that matter. From have you seen Have you seen this this TV series? It, it was called Andromeda. With Kevin Andromeda, Sorbo. yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm totally come on, that that was a cool one. It I was remember, it was cool when it came out, but I tried watching it again, and I'm like. Oh, man, this is just so cheesy. I can't watch this. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was so cheesy, yeah. I haven't watched it since it's been on TV. So yeah, maybe, maybe I should revisit that soon. Because, yeah, I really enjoyed it at the time. I remember yeah. that when, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, and my, my brother was a lot younger, uh, you know, they, they put each episode on, on TV, uh, I, I think, once a week. And we always gathered the whole family in living room, you know, because we were so, you know, excited about the new new part of getting out. So it's kind of a nice memory. Yeah, I, I used to think Xena was a good show too, so. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched that too. You know, and then I'm like, uh, no, it wasn't. But, you know, I'll sit down and watch Linda Carter's Wonder Woman all the time. <laughs> Sorry, first TV crush. Can't help it. It's just, uh, you know, it's Linda Carter. So the, the only good part of the last Wonder Woman movie was at the very end when she appeared. And I knew it was her when, when her back was still to the camera. <laughs> you studied that intensely, huh? <laughs> you, have, you have no idea. I got, I got kicked. I got... I got kicked out of a group uh, because uh, uh, I guess uh, was it last year uh, her husband passed away and everybody in the group is you know sad face emoji sad face emoji cry hugs blah 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 and I I, I put up a meme a meme. Wow, I have a chance now. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I'm like, uh, the dark humor didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me, he goes, "Are you kidding?" I go, "Of course I'm kidding." <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so. Red Gaze Studios. 52 pages, full color. Yep, yep. It's going to be somewhere between 52 and 60 is where we're going to end up landing. Yeah, we pretty much started with a, with a script that was uh, somewhere around 46 to 49 pages. And, and yeah, the original uh, script was 48. Yeah, 40, 40, 48 and... and yeah, I started drawing it in a way like, nah, this needs to be expanded. Nah, we're going to make this bigger. Nah, you know, and the, that's why we kind of established that it's going to be like 52 plus, but yeah, it's not going to not gonna be 52 plus. It's going to be more. <laughs> I 
I always, I always, I always like hearing more. Yeah, more is good. Yeah. Yeah, more. it kind of depends on the tone of the voice, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. And depending on what's what's happening at the time and who's doing it. Uh huh. <laughs> Sometimes sure, sure. more is not a good thing. <laughs> so uh, this is the first book in the series? Uh, this is a comic that's in between the first and second novel. Uh, it just takes, takes place during those, those uh, or these events take place in between the events of the first and second novel. Uh, I just want to do each of these comics as just like a standalone separate story that can be enjoyed on its own or enjoyed as, as part of the entire series. So you have graphic novels in between actual novels. Yep, yep, that's the plan. So I want to make it so like you don't you don't have to pick this up in order to, you know, get the the full story that's going on in the novels and and vice versa. Like you can enjoy this by itself as well. Except you know we all will. <laughs> I have absolutely no problem with that. Yes. <laughs> That's of course preferred, <laughs> but I know there's you know there's people out there who will only buy comics. There's people out there who will only buy novels, and if that's if that's your thing. Then I want to make make sure I do it in a, in a way that you can enjoy it, however, whatever medium you prefer. And then then there's the mentally unbalanced comic book collector, uh, which has to have everything. Those are my favorite. <laughs> you know, it's like Pokemon. You know, gotta catch them all. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I, I finally realized a long time ago when I would see like 90 different Vampirella covers every single month from Dynamite that um, I really don't need all the covers. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't need a ton of covers. Sometimes I'll get I'll get multiple covers if the covers are really cool or if it's done by someone who I really like. But um, I mean, I, I just need the story and I just need it once. But uh, yeah, every once in a while there's a cover that'll catch my eye and be like, okay, I should, I want to get both these covers. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. Once you're, I mean, I don't know. I, some of these things I see coming out with the, you know, like 10, 20 <laughs> variant covers. I'm just like, oh. why, why? Oh, and then that's just, that, that feels like ripping people off to me. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's 20 variant covers and then there's 20 uh, naughty and nice covers to go with the variant covers. Right, and I'm like, yeah. you do know this kind of this kind of stuff is you know free on the internet, right? Uh, <laughs> well, apparently, not a lot of people know that because they're, they're they're big sellers when they get the tits out, you know. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> and you know, hey, I'm all for it, you know. But uh, you know, big fan of boobs. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, who isn't a big fan of boobs? You know. Even even most women I know are big fans of boobs. Of course. <laughs> Moobs, not so much, but boobs, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> nah, both are cool. <laughs> not for where I'm sitting. <laughs> I was I was about six hundred pounds three years ago. Damn. Uh I am now about 4.55. Oh, congratulations, man. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, crapped out an entire person. 
and I, I didn't I didn't exercise. All I did was change my diet. You're gonna say all you did was crap. I don't know if anybody told you, but the diet is like eighty percent of the thing. So yeah. Well, most of my diet ended up being salads with like you know with like chicken or steak or something in them and uh the, the salad part is what you know made me crap out the other person but uh you know when i when i when i first came home uh after like almost three years in a hospital i was i was depression eating so i'm you know they they uh they found that you know I I I had uh, I had PTSD, uh, uh, severe depression and anxiety, and uh, so I was I was you know depression eating uh, soda, beer, lots of beer. Uh, yeah, yeah, soda's a big one, man. That'll that'll fuck you. I, ice cream, potato chips, and sandwiches. That's it. And and you know, pizza, and I'm like, nope. Switched over, uh, went went healthy. I'm diabetic type two, so uh, you know all that other stuff wasn't helping me. Right. Um, I switched, uh, you know, salads, chicken. Uh, the most I eat in a meal is is breakfast, which is supposedly the most important meal of the day. Uh, well, that and it'll it'll wake me up so I can start working to to do more to do more content and uh, get get stuff read uh, and uh, and write. Yeah, that too. Um, the most I have is every every day I'll have like uh, two eggs, two sausage links, two pieces of toast, and three cups of coffee. I have a question for you. Is it like a, something you need to force yourself into or, uh, you know, after the time you kind of got adjusted to the point where it feels natural? Um, that's, that's like my natural breast breakfast. And I have, I have like a Greek yogurt. I have like a small Greek yogurt every morning too. Um, that's like my big meal. The, the rest is like, you know, a, a small salad. Sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like making anything. Give me the shaker cup, the protein mix, and 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 like a gallon of milk, and I'm good. I'll make like because I kind of kind of remember when I was also trying to, you know, lose some weight, and and uh, well, it's 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 doable, right? When you change your diet, but the problem is, like, if you if you like food, you know, if you like particular food, for example, I just love pizza, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's sometimes it feels like self torture torture you know that's why I'm asking whether you know oh yeah oh yeah it it, it is it is torture uh, I love ice cream <laughs> yeah me too like I was e I was eating six gallons of ice cream a week <laughs> no that's a lot because I wouldn't put it in a bowl. I would just get the carton uh, in one hand with a spoon and my walker in another hand and, and, you know, 
shimmy shake like Grandpa Simpson back to back to my uh, sit to stand recliner and uh, sit down and be like, mm, that's a good amount, yeah. But then I was too lazy to take like six steps back to put it back in the freezer, so I would just finish eating it. <laughs> No, that's another step of laziness. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, but I know, would do the same. And you know, and then I get then I get mad at my daughter for for being lazy, uh, and I'm like, well, oh. you go. You must get that from your mother. It doesn't get it from me. She's like, really, Dad? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, good point, kid. Uh, they don't fall for stuff once they become teenagers. It's terrible. <laughs> Come on, they don't fall for stuff even when they are kids, but they really can't talk back. That's the problem. But so, Miriam, tell me how you started on in your uh, artistic career. Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, um, I got born, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> wow no, what no, a compelling no. story <laughs> no you would be surprised you would be very surprised but my first first piece of art is connected to probably my second or third year of of age and i kind of remember being in the kindergarten um you know the afternoon nap that all the kids have i didn't get it i was sitting i remember sitting behind the table and waiting for my grandma to take me to the to the primary art school because like other kids you know they were just playing and i really wanted to draw and so they signed me up for for the art school so every i think it was every thursday or every friday or so just once or twice a week i went you know to get some professional drawing as a kid so yeah but uh, when it, when you're, if you're asking me about the comics, yeah, I kind of joined the, the the whole community just last year, summer in in the span of summer autumn or so, and uh, I met um, Red Gay summer. Was it October, November, October? Uh, right? I think it was the end of September. Uh, the, okay, okay, my memory is really bad. <laughs> so yeah. Um, we we got to know each other, you know. Uh, he he's helping me with the with bonds with my comic, and I'm I'm his lead artist for for Sansorn and some other, you know, um, single shot pictures and things like that. So that's pretty much it. I mean, whatever I was doing throughout my whole life, I always. Um, kind of returned to drawing and to creating art. So maybe maybe that's the whole career. I don't know what you what would you what do you would you would like to know? So I'm just I'm just I'm just taking in because uh you were going to art school when you were very little and uh the most artistic thing I I did was in in preschool where I uh, doodled on a plate that they coated afterwards and gave to my mother, and it had been it it had been hanging up in my mother's kitchen till uh, till she passed away, and I I still have it. Uh, it's told you I was old. 
It's from 1972. <laughs> wow. Uh, it doesn't. So cool. It doesn't look any better, but it's just one of those, you know, cutesy things. Was, hey, so have you tried your hand at art? And then I will, you know, I will show them the plate and be like, "Ooh, yeah, you should just keep writing." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I get that." <laughs> I'm like, "I can't stay in the lines in the coloring book unless I hard trace the lines with a certain color." Well, I know that the first drawing that I made uh, on a on a little tiny note, my mom put it into my like baby baby photo album, and I still remember um, last time I went to to my mom's drawer because I wanted to borrow a necklace, right? And uh, I'm uh, every time I open the drawer, there's this there's this necklace that I made her from the beads right colorful beads as a as a kid in the in the kindergarten and she and she still keeps that that's kind of you know a nice a nice memento from years going yeah. by yeah so read the novels uh from sunsworn are yes. they available in this campaign to order all together or do we have to go to another portal for that they are they're available as add-ons on this campaign uh oh, i still have some nice. physical copies left but they're i i label them as reader copies because they're the ones that uh, i didn't quite feel right sending out um you know might have a bent corner here or like a crease in the cover there is nothing too dramatic uh, a lot of them are actually in pretty much uh mint condition but just in case somebody gets something with a some a slight imperfection i just want to make sure people are aware that 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 can happen so yeah, there's a few physical copies. I think there was, uh, I think I put 40 up uh, in total. I think about half of those, maybe a little more than half have been claimed. Oh, cool. uh, but you can also get the, the digital as an add-on as well. Oh, nice. And yeah, eventually, I, I plan on doing uh, reprints of that eventually, but I'm, they're never going to be as as beautiful as the, the first copy because I just, I want that first campaign run to be special for everybody. Oh, yeah. And in case you're interested, like this, this colored version goes with two two variant covers, and and on top of that, we added the black and white edition, which is kind of the freshest. Yeah, a lot of people were asking for a, a black and white version, so I tried to. What I initially said was, if we hit two hundred and fifty backers, then I'll just print off an extra black and white edition for every physical backer. Uh, but gave that until the end of July. We didn't hit that goal, so I just put it up on the campaign, and anybody who backs the Sirens of Sunsworn or Total Onslaught tier will also get that as a just a bonus for you know for throwing in for a high tier. Because I appreciate that. Oh, cool. Yeah, the the black and white thing is uh, become immensely popular now. Seems to be. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like I wasted money on colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but not really. But not really. Yeah, because I mean, it looks, uh, Mika really makes those pages look beautiful with those colors. I, I think it's just that uh, everybody wants a book with like the original line art. It kind of depends. It kind of depends because you can get, get a colorist that will make the lines pop out even more. I mean, I really can't compliment Mika enough because there wasn't one time 
that I would be like completely like like dissatisfied with what what she has done. You know, like she has this this beautiful sense like for intuition of how to how to navigate the, the shading, you know, and the lights and, and and all those features. And sometimes you get a you get a colorist that just doesn't do the job well. Mm. And on the other hand, uh, when uh, for example for example uh, when I was drawing bonds. Uh, I was uh, I was drawing it, I was inking it, and I decided to use the the black and white shading. So that's why it's like black and white. And when you when you know how to do it right, you know, uh, like like shaded black and white, you you can pretty much get the same result, but without using colors. Yeah, I was like that when I was a kid. I had a black and white TV in my room, and I could have sworn I was watching the Super Friends in color. <laughs> That was just my imagination, apparently. Uh, Very good imagination there. Yeah. So the uh, your featured tier, Sirens of Sunsworn. Yep, uh, that's the that's the sexy stuff, right? So with that tier, you'll get a book. Um, well, it's been so long since I've even looked at this. I think you can choose your cover with that. Um, you'll be getting three prints done by Nerium and three trading cards done by Carla Tornielli. Uh, as well as a poster also done by Nerium, uh, which which will be folded, just so everybody knows, and I'll make sure that's clear, that will come folded. And also two to many prints of the covers. Yes, yes. Yeah, every every tier except for the digital. I mean, I mean, even probably going to put it in the PDF file, but I like to say that just to make sure people know that you're not going to get anything physical with the digital. <laughs> uh, every tier will come with uh, a print of both covers, just in case, you know, if you, if you want, if you like the art from one cover, but you don't want to get both covers that way, available there for you to have you yeah you still have the art and and this way you can you know frame suitable for framing and mounting on your wall right <laughs> yeah and all these uh prints are going to be six by nine cool yeah it says uh nerium six by nine art print Vinny six by nine art print siren three siren trading cards uh choose your cover uh and then it lists the the three prints by Narium and the poster. 12, ooh, 12 by 18. Yep. That, that's a good size. And it has a lot of boobs. <laughs> yeah, plenty, plenty of boobs. No, <laughs> no free nipples, but uh, one comes close. <laughs> Not one. Come on. At least two of them. <laughs> it's the nip slip. Just a very, uh, very, a very slight slip. Because yeah, I wanted to keep it, wanted to keep it classy. But yeah, both the covers on this are just fantastic. Like they, both Vinny and Miriam blew me away with this stuff. I think you mentioned that you want to keep this franchise PG. How much? Yeah, maybe up to PG thirteen. But yeah, I, I do want to keep it in that ballpark. Yeah, so I don't. Don't want to have exposed breasts or buttocks or anything like that. <laughs> I know you can get away with an ass here and there in PG thirteen, but I don't even really want to bring that in. You know, just in case kids get a hold of it. Like I can see kids digging this, you know, and I want to make sure they can enjoy it without their parents slapping them across the face. <laughs> oh, like that wouldn't happen anyhow. I told you not to touch my comics ever. <laughs> okay, well that that scenario could happen. 
Yeah, I mean, the classical response to that would be like, why didn't you back it twice? Yeah, tell them, kids. Tell them. <laughs> and now I'm hearing voices in the back of my head of people from other streams. Yeah, I just backed that twice because uh, I wanted this and I wanted that and I wanted two of the patches. I wonder who the patches could be for. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, some folks do. And I I mean I definitely appreciate that when that happens, but that's not it's not necessary. I'm gonna be getting a killer story at the the lowest package here. Mm -hmm. Same story, just depends how much swag you want. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, this this cover is cool as hell. I think we should we should establish a new motto. Right, like we, we under-promise and we over-deliver. Oh, that is the model, absolutely. Oh, 100%. So, since I don't know anything about this, who is uh, apparently the bad guy? Uh, would be the dragon with the hood and the, and the, like, the diamond claws? Well, if you don't know... If you don't know anything about the Sunsworn universe, that he is part of uh, an organization who... There are the, the mystics in the Sunsworn universe are their powers are all based on these primal crystals that um, I kind of went on the theory. And I even when I was designing the game, like I, I was using this, uh, that, you know, there's theories that the, the universe formed through crystallization. Right. So I just kind of took that and threw it into a fantasy uh, or a fantasy mindset. Right. So I, there's uh, Empyrean crystals and they are kind of like the source of the universe's uh being really so the mystics in this uh can tap into the energy of these crystals and use them to manipulate things uh, create things uh, kind of you know a little bit like uh green lantern type stuff but uh, not like machine guns or anything like that more simple stuff yeah um they can also use it to open up the stream the stream is kind of like the underlying current around the universe uh, that, that connects everything so they can use the stream to travel through teleportation and that kind of stuff as well uh so he is uh, what's known as a, a drag drag oil um the dragons in this are called dracor and they were created by the villain of the last story whose name was dragon vice um and he was uh just an, an almost omnipotent uh wielder of the amethyst so he really he was really power hungry and he really liked to experiment and create things so he he went so far as creating like entire species you know that it would infuse with amethyst and the the dracor one of those uh, but that wasn't far enough for him. So he even went even further and created these uh, human Dracor hybrids uh, called Dragoils. And that's what Kavar is. Uh, most uh, most of the Dragoils don't really have that kind of intuitive power to use the, the crystal energy, but Kavar does. And he's kind of a, he's, he's very devoted to Drakenvice. Um, he's like a, one of those extremist loyalist types. And uh, after the war, he was um, still holding a planet in the Astral Union, and he intends to hold that planet <laughs> no matter what, because he's just that much of a hardcore loyalist. Um, but he, being a Dragoil, he's very in tune with the Dracor. So he's kind of, uh, they call him Dracor Wranglers. He's very, uh, you know, like uh, almost ranger type abilities with these things. Oh, okay. He's very in intuitive with them. And um, so it's not really a control so much as a mutual respect thing he has with them. Uh, so, so he's holding this resource world called Kavos, uh, along with uh, just a small army of these Dracor. And um, so he puts out uh, a message to 
um, Aster Sunsworn, who's in the center there, uh, Trip Vengeance, who is uh, an emerald-wielding mystic uh, to the the left of Aster, and basically lets them know. Yeah, he's he's uh, pulling them in, you know, luring them in because he wants he wants vengeance for what happened during the war. Uh, so that's really where the story begins. Uh, these these characters will be going. They'll still be taking Jennys in along with them to try to liberate the planet because uh, the war was very disastrous for the entire unit, uh, entire galaxy. So they they really need the the resources on that planet to rebuild. So that's what they're going there for. They want to retake the planet. But while they're there, they also discover that he's holding someone else of great important importance, uh, a lady by the name of Reyna, who is also uh, a mystic and uh the disciples of Ul were the the emerald wielding okay, organization. Okay, you better you better you better tone down a little bit because you're going to tell them the whole plot. Well, you know, uh no, nah, not that much. Anyway, they 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 suffered a lot of losses during the world to say that. So, uh when they find that one is still alive somewhere, uh it's it's a matter of great importance. They want to rescue her very much because <laughs> she can uh, be integral in helping rebuild the galaxy. They want to say her because she has boobs there. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a nice set of boobs, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I miss my job. <laughs> the, the 30 Sorry. years of nightclub DJing, I, I was, uh, I, I spent them all at gentlemen's clubs. So. <laughs> Yeah, so sorry if that was a bit of an overload, but it was kind of hard to describe who Kavar is without first describing a little bit about how things work. Oh, that's cool because I I knew you know I knew nothing about it other than it looks awesome, uh, and you know the 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 bits and pieces I've I've heard from this stream and that stream and uh, you know ten others like over like the last year. because I I. I'm so busy doing all kinds of things that, you know, I can't sit down and watch like an entire stream, but I try to watch, you know, right. You know, some, I like to go in and, you know, you know, comment and, you know, Well, I'm going to give you a recommendation as a, as a non-native speaker. Uh, so, so it was a little bit of challenge to, to get through the novel. I enjoyed it. On top of that, I'm not that much of a science fantasy uh, fan, maybe as as the two of you are. So I was just, you know, go, going with that with a little bit of caution that maybe, maybe, maybe I will like it, maybe not. And uh, to be honest, after a few pages, I was completely like. Um, I even went to to take a bath with with the book because I just couldn't stop reading. So um, yeah, really, really catching. And to be honest, uh, without the book, I wouldn't be able to to pour myself into this comic as as I have because I mean all the all the stuff that that Brett uh, described in the book really helped me to visualize. You know the the planet, the the relationships, the the drag horse, um, even even Kvar himself, a lot better. You know, without that, I wouldn't have the com connection. It would be just just some dude in the cloak, just some set of dragons, 
just some planet and now it kind of fits like a puzzle yeah it, it fits together because you you've been immersed so much into the uh into the novel yeah it's yeah, and I've actually heard that. Quite, praise from somebody that uh, doesn't like this stuff at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've heard that quite a bit actually. I've, I've gotten some some pretty decent praise from some folks about the the novel itself and the story. Um, and yeah, just blown away by it because yeah, you know, obviously you think when you're creating something, you think it's good, right? But it uh, it and you know, I passed this around to a few people who I know, right? But can you can you really trust their opinion? Uh, so once, I mean, once you start getting opinions from people that you aren't actually, you know, friends with in real life or don't know, and people just reading it for the first time who knew nothing about it, and you're getting some really good uh, feedback, it it's really helpful and really really makes you, you know, it's it's a, I don't know, it's just it's it's heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, it makes you it makes you feel good when when strangers compliment you. Absolutely, uh, because you know, your your friends will tell you you look good in the polka dot shirt and. Then you'll go out and people will start say, "Oh, it's that guy from <laughs> Look at that dickhead with polka dot shirt." Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that scrub from the Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> no, not King Shock, the polka dot dude, <laughs> who apparently has been in every DC movie. To the polka dot dude. The polka dot dude has been uh, on episodes of Flash. Uh, he was he was the insane guard in uh, one of the Nolan Batman's. Oh, you um, mean the the actor, not necessarily the, the polka dot dude. Oh no, no, not the polka dot dude. Just, okay. just the <laughs> the actor. He's been he's been in like like six six to eight. Uh, you know, DC properties, like, you know, in, in a fairly recent time. Gotcha. You know, you know, I'm, I'm still just King shark is a shark. Great. (laughs) It keeps, it blows my mind. They keep bringing in these, these um, giant celebrities to do these voiceovers for characters who have, you know, just a couple of lines or just say a couple of things like Groot, and now King Shark, you know, you got Vin Diesel and Sylvester Stallone. Just just hire some scrub. There's plenty of people out there that can impersonate Stallone perfectly, you know, if that's what the, the voice you want. But I guess they want that star power. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's, all, about, it's, it's all about family. It seems like a waste of money to me. <laughs> it, it, it really is. I mean, they could get me to do it for free, you know, just be like uh, premiere tickets. <laughs> A copy of a DVD and I don't know some some hardcover graphic novels. I mean, you know? hell, just just being credited in, in a movie would be you know that that would help you out a lot. I've been in a movie, but it's uh, it, it was it was just an extra, and it was a it was a very embarrassing scene in a movie, and it was an indie movie, and it was local, and I was very drunk, so. <laughs> Uh, I was, I was, was it a porno? No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, cause that, that would have been illegal. Cause I was like 13. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But speaking of porn, um, guys, I probably gotta go. So speaking of porn, you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we know what uh, is going to be included in Miriam's night. 
Oh, well, definitely some really good dreams. Well, uh, come on. I left my super comfortable bed with possible yes, Thank you very uh, much. really good dreams. No, 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 no. I, I, I wanted to jump in a little bit, you know, to to have a talk. And well, I'm, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure Red's going to be clipping that part of the show. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. So yeah, uh, it's like it's like four a.m. over here. So so I'm oh, slowly ouch. gonna go and and get some get some sleep so I can squeeze out another page tomorrow. Oh, very cool. Well, thank thanks for coming on. It was very nice meeting you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Alrighty, bye guys. Bye bye bye. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. <laughs> Uh, that's a quote that I'm not going to forget now. <laughs> uh, it's it's weird because I'm I'm sure probably at some point in my uh, high school slash college days uh, I probably said that. <laughs> uh, you know, of course it it was it was probably the day that my friend said my parents don't care if I watch porn on their TV. And he popped in a VHS tape and then he dove across the room to get the VHS tape out and he hit the machine wrong and the tape got stuck. <laughs> oh, I hated when that happened. That was a bitch. Yep. So that would have been, you're watching porn? Well, speaking of porn, I got to go. Now, it didn't matter because I only lived upstairs, but, you know, still. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Uh, both covers and prints. Yep, yep. That's uh, Vinny and Miriam's cover. Uh, I, th I thought about adding a a tier with uh, adding the black and white as well, so you would get three. But that's an add-on. So if you want the black and white cover as well as both covers, you can just tack that on as an add-on, and there won't be any extra shipping costs or anything like that. Oh, speaking of black and white, a color and black and white, fifty dollars. Yep, yep, that'll be the, the main cover in black and white. Yeah, so you get Nereem's cover, uh, and then you get the both prints of both covers and the black and white. Yep. That's a, uh, that's a good deal right there. Yep, shipping remains the same. That's, uh, that's why I do those double book deals sometimes, because, uh, yeah, I just keep shipping the same price all around that way you don't you know you can, if you want two books it's it's not going to cost any more shipping really to do that so and total onslaught this is a big one yeah this is the big one everything in the sirens of sunsworn tier uh, you can choose your own cover uh you get the three uh, sirens prints the three sirens trading cards the poster uh, as well as a t-shirt with uh, we have two different prints you can choose from for that and uh, i think I feel like I'm leaving something out. Well, the yeah, two yeah. prints of the covers, of course. Yeah, the two prints of the covers. Uh, choose your cover. Choose your T-shirt. Uh, siren art prints by by Nerium. Set of three. Set of three trading cards and the twelve by eighteen poster. Yep. Yep, and the, the two t-shirt prints you can choose from is the poster print, which is the, the sirens on uh, on the foreground with uh, a dragon head in the background. Mm -hmm. And the main main cover is the other print you can choose. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, and as far as uh, stretch goals, everybody's already getting three foil trading cards. Uh, we reached that goal. Uh, you'll be getting a die-cut sticker. And um, here I go, forgetting stuff again. <laughs> I think there's one more thing that we unlocked. A slap. Could be a slap. It could be a slap. <laughs> Those are reserved for Sugar Chris in a red dress. Oh, no, that's what I'm forgetting. The very first stretch goal was one foil trading card. Uh, the second was the die-cut sticker. And the third was uh, two, two more foil trading cards. And we're not that far from unlocking the fourth, which will be uh, a round magnet of uh, Vinny's cover. Oh, cool. I like magnets. I still haven't... I had, like, two full sets of the... Uh, like, some of the classic, like, older, like... Bronze Age, like DC covers, as magnets, and paid a lot of money for them, and they disappeared. I think somebody swiped them while I was in the coma. But yeah, unfortunately, that happens. Yeah, magnets is one of the the stretch goals I really enjoy because they can just go right on the fridge; they don't take up any space. You know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 great. I love I love magnets because you know even the ones that you know are just barely sticking onto the fridge because they're not very powerful. It's, you know, it's, it's still just, you know, I'm geeking out my fridge. I don't care. Right. You know, man, the, the colors right here and the crystals are like amazing, dude. Yeah, Mika, that's, uh, she's from Barbusco Studios. Her and Eddie are a husband and wife team. He's an artist. She's a colorist. Um, yeah, she's been coloring the pages for us and wow. <laughs> like she's yeah. just blow, blowing it away. On the second panel, I added more fresh art because uh, I thought maybe people were getting a little tired of seeing the same thing. So I updated the the next panel with some more uh, some some of the newer stuff that's come in, so people can see the progress we're making. Yeah, just like like little flakes of amethyst just like floating off, and <laughs> oh, <laughs> and center stage left the booty. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Got to have those gratuitous ass shots here and there. <laughs> you know, it's fine to be clothed. It's you know, right. I mean, it's even it's all, even all these all these kids with the interwebs. They have no imagination anymore. Right. Yeah. I figure a, a bodysuit would fit her nicely. <laughs> this stuff just looks great. Uh oh, doing the caveman. Grabbing her by the hair and yanking her around. Oh yeah, yeah. Kavar don't play. He's not. He's not a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Kind of get that. He's a great bad guy. Oh yeah, that was the point. Yeah, of course. Like I, I'm a firm believer that a villain can really make or break uh, a story big time. If you don't have a, a good villain, you you don't have anything really. Yeah, this page here is actually a, a flashback sequence of uh, Trip when he's been training and remembering his days with uh, with Reyna as they're going to try and rescue her. Oh, cool. Oh, I like that ship. Yeah, that ship was... Uh, I uh, tapped uh, Lakima Mir. He designed the, the ship for me. And the starships in the... Um, the visual companion from the novel campaign as well. He's he's a good dude. He's a great artist. Nice. 
it's just it's just a great design yeah i agree i told him um let's go with uh i want something that was kind of like the shuttle from uh the novel from the visual companion but think of it as like a sports model of the shuttle and that's this is what he came up with and yeah it was really really turned out great yeah that, that's badass i would buy that as a toy i would love to make that as a toy <laughs> at some stage <laughs> at some at some point we'll do it you know because 3d printing has turned out to be cheap yeah, yeah, that's something I've been looking into is actually getting yeah, getting a 3D printer and seeing what we can do with that. Yeah, because I was I was talking to uh Tim Laddie uh earlier this week and he goes, Yeah, I scored this 3D 3D printer. It's a really good one. I got it on sale for like, you know, two hundred dollars, but you gotta keep an eye out because they show up on Amazon and they're gone like in in like seconds. <laughs> And I bought like a $25 spool. I've hardly used any of it. And so apparently he's already, uh, you know, made himself uh, an, an entire Foot Clan army. Uh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, luckily the spool came in blue, so he doesn't actually have to do anything to them. <laughs> oh, that works. Here are merch prints. Yeah. I like both those covers. They're great. Yeah, they're absolutely phenomenal. Like, I, I want Vinny to have something to do with every campaign I do. He's just great. Yeah, he did the original uh, Sunsworn, the cover for the novel. He's I'm going to ask him to do the cover for all of the novels. Keep it consistent. And he's got a good, a great style that fits, I think, too. Oh, yeah. Narium's cover to me is is like a uh is like a movie poster yeah and that's exact that's exactly what we wanted it to be and 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 benny's cover makes me think that uh your uh your main hero here has uh has stolen thundar's sun sword <laughs> Well, that is called that's called a soul blade, uh, which is uh, basically what it is. Is um, it's a hilt that contains uh, a miniaturized star that powers it. So, it kind of, yeah, it kind of is like a fire sword slash lightsaber hybrid. Um, but the the yang of that is is wielded by the villain who is not in this story. He's in the main novel. Uh, his name is Vorath. He has something called a um, a void saber, which is uh, more or less a weaponized black hole. So when they, when those two connect, it's kind of like uh, unstoppable force meets a movable object because it's like this the ever present, you know, and pumping energy of the soul blade versus the devouring, uh, just feeding frenzy of the void saber. Oh yeah, I I basically equate everything to like you know, seventies, eighties, and nineties cartoons. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. That's where I get a lot of my inspiration. <laughs> so, uh, so both those swords together would would uh, instead of being uh, from, you know, Thundar, that would more be like uh, Black Star. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Because the the main sword was split apart, and one's got one, one's got the other. I was always mad that they never made a toy of that sword. <laughs> 
I'm mad that they don't make a toy until they make a toy, and then they like you know charge a ludicrous ludicrous price for it. Oh yeah, yeah, they always do. It's, it's these days, man. It just pisses me off looking at these oh. action figures for like twenty dollars. I'm like, man, I remember there when uh, a local J.C. Penney's was going out of business way back in the day, and they had uh, they had their all their gi joes just in this giant bin it was just this huge freaking bin full of gi joe toys mm. uh marked down to like i think they started off at a dollar and eventually when they were really trying to push it they went down to 50 cents so my, my gi joe collection went through the roof <laughs> remember up where i was living before i moved here because i've been here like about two years uh the town i was living in used to have a child world in it and when all the child worlds were going out, I was working for my LCS and they're like, go over and see what you can grab off the shelf that we can sell. <laughs> like, all right. I walked in, they're empty in cases of 1970s Mego Spider-Mans. Oh, wow. But the Mexican editions. <laughs> Which just means uh, they're not worth as much, but they're on the card. It's the 90s, and we've got Mego Spider-Mans on the card. Uh, so, you know, it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I never actually owned any Migos. I, they were, those were just slightly before my time. That would make me slightly before your time. Ever so slightly, yeah. Yeah, I was born in 78. Uh, oh, yeah. We're almost like nine years apart. I was born in, six, I was born in November 69, so. Good year. <laughs> yeah, see, you know, it, you would think that would be a conversation starter at a bar. Apparently, it is not. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually still have... One of the original Mego Enterprise playsets uh, with figures inside Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and a Klingon. Oh, wow. All original and uh, well loved, shall we say. <laughs> uh, so the these are their sexy trading cards by, uh, by Carla. Oh, yeah. Carla's great. Um, yeah, yeah, she made these up and just uh, just did her own thing with them, and they came out gorgeous. These are all characters that will appear in the book in one way, shape, or form. Um, the one in the middle is Hrala Vice. She is the daughter of the villain from the novel. Um, mm -hmm. but she's kind of coming around as more of a neutral party, uh, more so than a villain. So she makes a short appearance in the book. Yeah, she's she's one of my favorite characters because she's got there's a, there's a lot to her. A lot to un, un, unpack still. Sounds like a woman. <laughs> and these are the sexy art prints. Yep, yep. Same three characters. Uh, we got Reyna on the left, Jenny in the middle, and uh, Rella on the right. Yeah, yeah, Jenny, if you look very, very closely, you might see just a, a hint of something peeking out there. <laughs> My yeah, I like I like this one on the 
on the right, just like the composition of like the the purple and, and pink and the white hues, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's the first one of these that Nerium did. Yeah, I, I thought it came out just wonderful. And a closer up of the t-shirts. I love t-shirts. However, uh, I still not have I still have not lost uh, enough weight uh, to fit into a t-shirt from a campaign or uh, to have a relationship with a woman. <laughs> oh, damn. No, yeah, I, I understand. I think the company I'm ordering from, I think the highest they go right now is 3X, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's average, yeah. I'm fine. That's, that's why I'm, I'm always, you know, being like, uh, are you going to make a hat? Because, you know, I wear hats, and uh, apparently I'm in the hat club. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about hats. Uh, but it turns out, for whatever reason, hats seem to be much more expensive to produce than T-shirts. Yeah, and I don't want—I don't want to charge somebody, you know, thirty, forty dollars for a fucking hat, you know. Yeah, and you know, but you know, I'm a coffeeaholic guy, so I'm like, you know, if there's if there's a coffee mug in, and I like I like the artwork on it, I'll get it. <laughs> yeah, I do have a a Teespring store and a tea. Oh crap, I forget what the other store is called. I don't use it that much. Um, but yeah, I got some some mugs on there and some T-shirts as well. Cool. Yeah, I I started one, and then I then I saw the prices. I go, nobody's gonna pay those prices for my stuff. Yeah, well, that's actually one of the things I like more about Teespring is you can bring those prices down. So I brought them down as low as I could and barely make a profit on anything just to try to make them affordable for people because I'd I'd much rather just have my stuff out there. You know, people actually wearing it and enjoying it. Yeah, worry about a profit from that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, uh, drop it down where I don't make any money, but people still get cool stuff, and then I'm fine with it. Traditional art by Nerium Minka, the Dracoda Queen. That is badass. Yeah, all the scenes with her are being drawn right now, and that's yeah, it's 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 going to be amazing. Gonna have a little aerial battle. Uh, there's gonna be several several different scenarios happening, kind of in the same time frame. So it's uh, I, one of my goals of this book was just to make it just fast, action paced, you know, action packed, fast paced, um, especially in the middle. And there, there's action sequences, which is probably gonna make up a good, I'd say, twenty or so pages of the book. Is gonna be all action. Very cool. I like action. Yeah, I do too. I love action. And then Nerium's really good at drawing action. Oh, that's cool. I'm easily amused, by the way. Uh, <laughs> as it goes from black and white to color. <laughs> well, as, I used to have... Used as to have, the crystals uh, get swole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happens, you know. <laughs> I used to have a gift of the uh, the tra tra traditional art on there, but I took that down because the traditional art's all been been sold, and I don't want people to get the, the wrong idea or think that you know it's still available. It, at like, the moment, I, it's not. I I can still get pages. No. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I don't want to do is, is crush anybody's dreams because I know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, her line work is amazing, dude. It really is. Yeah, I hit the jackpot finding Miriam. 
Thank you, Internet, for letting us go halfway around the world to right put together a team for our books. Yeah, I mean, I, as much as I really just hate the Internet sometimes for what it's done to the world, it, it really is. Yeah. None of, none of this would really be possible without it. Yeah, we would have we were out in a discussion one night and be like, so conventions are coming back. What are the odds that someone is gonna recognize someone that talks shit about him for like a year <laughs> during COVID stand and be like, hey, remember me? And just lay them out in the middle of the convention floor. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I say, I think, I think that's something we need to go back to. We need to go back to real world consequences for some people who just oh, think, yeah. think it's fine and dandy to treat people however they like uh, from behind a computer screen. Yeah. Remember when there used to be consequences? <laughs> I remember that. That was, yeah. that was a good, good time. The world was a better place. Oh, it was wonderful. You know, you know, there were consequences for doing bad things and stupid things. And if you did enough stupid shit, you died. Quit putting warning labels on stuff. Just let the nat natural order progress. I agree. <laughs> you know, I learned not to touch a live electrical wire when I was 11. Because uh, sadly, I be, uh, it was like a, there was like an extension lamp above my mother's uh, washer and dryer in the basement when I was a kid. And the, the wire broke, so she used electrical tape to put it put it together, but it never got replaced. And it came apart, so I climbed up uh, in short, so my skin was touching both of the metal washer and dryer. And I did not shut the lamp off before I tried putting the wire back together. <laughs> oh, damn. And it was the two, it was plugged into the 220 amp. So, oh, nice. Uh, my hands turned black as coal and I got blasted across the room. And I was numb for a little while. Uh, that is the closest I've ever been to being, uh, you know, stunned by an actual Star Trek phaser. <laughs> I was like, my mother said, you know, saw my hands go, what happened to you? I, I, I touched the thing. And, you know, then, then I got, boom! What are you, stupid? Don't do that! <laughs> You're trying to get yourself killed? Oh, uh, no. I'm like, I was seven. What the hell? Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, and you got, a, you got a link in here to preview the first three chapters of Edge of Annihilation. Is that that's the yep. first novel? Yes. Okay, cool. Cool, so I, I can get a jump start and I can read that before I get the book in. Then I can skip ahead to chapter four. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, it's actually what, what a lot of people tell me is those first three chapters sucked them in, and that, that's why they bought the book. So, I'm yeah, I'm glad I did that. I think that's a, a model I'll continue for any further novel campaigns, just Make sure there's a, a sizable preview up there for people to take a look at. So top quality books. So it's perfect bound opposed to saddle stitched. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I believe that uh, if you're paying $25 for a 
comic book or graphic novel, it should be perfect bound. Uh, it should have great paper quality. Um, it should be, I mean, really, I, I personally, I won't pay that kind of a price for uh, less than 30 pages. Like 30 is my minimum. Uh, I, what I'd like to see is uh, 40 or 50. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, that's just, I, I don't know. If it, if it's a certain point, it feels like you're ripping people off. Because I, yeah. I, you know, I want to I, I see a full size graphic novel. I mean, I dropped a whole bunch of, I only get like four books. Uh, off the, well, okay. I get four books off like regular mainstream, and then I get everything that, uh, uh, Dinesh is doing from Bad Idea. Gotcha. But I, I get that from another store because my store doesn't carry it. Uh, and and I can tell you, having having printed a few books and comics at this point, uh, that uh, that perfect bound doesn't cost you all that much more. So if no, <laughs> you're, if you're shipping good. out a 50 page book and it's it's got staples in it, you're just fucking cheap. Uh, I'm sorry. I know that opinion pisses people off sometimes. You're not supposed to blast other creators. I try not to blast other creators, uh, but there's certain standards that I think should be expected at this price range because we're we're paying for top quality books. They should be top quality. I blasted one because I got a top quality book from them. But uh, I, it came with like a mini print, uh, a postcard art of like one of the characters and like two stickers and the hollow foil sticker of, of the logo uh, is so small that I didn't see it the first couple of times I looked. Uh, and they put a you know they they seal the they put the bag and board and they put the book in and the book is top quality and it's a gorgeous looking book however it came slightly damaged with the top right corner being rounded over because he shipped the book with no protection in just a first-class envelope from Hawaii. You know what? And that's a great point, too. Yeah, absolutely. When you're shipping these things, they must be protected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last campaign I did, I did. I got full cardboard boxes, um, bubble-wrapped everything inside their own individual plastic uh, um, you know, wrapping just to make sure everything was, was protected and it's going to arrive as safely as possible. That's something people should keep, keep in mind. All the time, and for all campaigns that uh, you're going to see me and Miriam doing from now on, uh, starting with bonds, uh, we're going to be ordering specialty boxes that are, you know, the, in and of themselves very protective. Uh, but they're also going to be bubble wrap in there, and we're going to place those inside protective uh, plastic bags as well, just to make sure everything gets there. Because some people like to keep the boxes too, so you just want to make sure everything's as protected as possible within, you know, within, within reason, you know, cause some of those shipping supplies do get pretty expensive, but. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Cause like if, if the boxes is decorated or, or part of, you know, a part of it kind of like uh, the cassette boxes from Aerith. Right. Right. You know, so that, that's a special box. Uh, and, but, you know, even if it's just a box like, uh, like some of the uh, some of the publishers, like like Scout has that specialty made box where it's got like the inlays inside the box, mm-hmm. so the books don't move around. And they like you know there's there's like you know 
a half a roll of bubble wrap involved and you know right. uh it's 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 really well done the same with uh liberty distribution does the same thing and uh you know if it's if it's a box like that and it's a nice box and you know the the postal people didn't you know play soccer with it on the way over right <laughs> uh you know we're probably going to keep those the same way that most of us keep the Gemini mailers that show up, if they're not destroyed and we can peel off the labels that are there so we can reuse them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Gemini's are, Gemini's are great. You know, if you're using Gemini mailers, you're doing the right thing. Like you don't have to print custom boxes or anything like that. Uh, just make sure the stuff's protecting that. That is really, that's a real big pet peeve of mine. Yeah. I've gotten things inside boxes that, weren't in bubble wrap or anything. It was just like the, the book inside a loose box that was too big for the book. And it just rattles around in there and hits the corners. And yeah, just make sure you're protecting these things when you send them out, please. I mean, for, for your benefit, as much as uh, the people receiving it, because you're going to get requests for replacements if you're fucking around on shipping. Yeah. Uh, if I'm, if I'm selling like, uh, you know, keys, yeah, they're they're like, you know, they're they're set like you know that book won't feel a bump in the road the entire way. Uh, I use I use the blue uh, painter's tape to secure everything inside. You know that way if it's on there, it's like you can actually reuse that stuff too. Uh, yeah. and I'm just like, you know, I I I do as much as as much as I can when I when I sell books, but. I like I like to make the uh, I like to basically make like the envelope like the the envelopes that are just a little bigger than the books out, yeah. of, the, out of the bubble wrap and just like tape them up on the sides and if there's like you know four to seven books one of those envelopes boom uh, tape over the top I tape the books with with the tape with extra stuff around them. And then I put them in the envelope and send them off because I'm like, uh, I, I, you know, I, you know, once I send them off, I'm like, yeah, I, I pretty much don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree. You know, 100%. And, and now, uh, I also know that there is a discount code when you order from Gemini, uh, from IndieVolt Radio. All you do is type in Volt 10, V-O-L-T 10, and you can save 10% off your Gemini orders. Oh, very nice. So they're like, share it out with everybody. Sure. I will I will be more than happy to take 10% off, off the price of Geminis that are uh, kind of expensive, but worth every penny. Oh, absolutely they are, yeah. Yeah, like I said, if you're shipping in Geminis, you're top-notch in my book. That's that's all it takes to make me happy. Just show show me you're putting in some effort to make sure these books are protected and we're good. If you're sending it in a, a flat envelope uh, with with no bag and board. We're not that good. <laughs> you're probably not going to get a return business. Yeah, like uh, that book. As much as I wanted to read it, I I, I look at it, I go I can't read this book. I just can't. Uh, the experience of the way you shipped it like turned me off. Like ridiculous amount uh however that will be a book that i give away in something but <laughs> it will 
you know, and, and they'll be like, oh, this is this was the giveaway. Dude, that book cost me $35. Shut up. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's I, I, it, it's like 32 pages, but I mean, it's a gorgeous book. I flipped through it. Uh, it's, you know, the cover, the cover and the pages are like, you know, high stock and but, you know, just left the bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, it'll do that because I mean, it's good. It shows you they don't care, you know. And if yeah. they don't care, why should you care? Yeah, I like that sticker. Yeah, yeah, that's a badass sticker. <laughs> but yeah, rest assured, uh, yeah, all your books are going to arrive perfectly safe uh, anytime you order from Nerium or myself because we're pretty much, I mean, we've pretty much come together to do uh, this as a team for most projects in the future. So. Uh, what you what you're gonna see with bonds, uh, you're gonna see with pretty much every other project that we do, and I think yeah. you'll like what you see with bonds. <laughs> and that that's her book, right? Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, I have to get that because I love her art now. So, yeah, her art's amazing, and that's shipping out uh, in the next couple of days. I'm gonna start shipping those. Vinny's round magnet design. So it's just the close close up of the helmet and the. Oh, that's just killer. Yeah, I thought that would make a good magnet. And I really wanted to put that on something else because it's such a such a just a gorgeous image. Oh, 20k would be awesome to hit. Yeah, man. I I scoured the internet to try to find I really wanted to do foil covers at 20k, but man, I they're so difficult to find. And the the couple of companies I have found that do them look a little sketchy to me, so I'm not sure mm. about them. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm hoping that's something I can do for future campaigns. I just love foil covers. Yeah, it's like Tommy and Diego in the back of the van over there in the in the alley do foil covers. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Uh, <laughs> Spot UV looks awesome though. Yeah it does. It does. It looks gorgeous. I mean, I got the I got the anniversary edition of uh, of the Alex Ross uh, Mad Love cover, mm -hmm. and they did uh, they did spot foil, so like all the all the white parts of the cover are are like chrome. Oh, nice! Yeah, and, so that, that's and, the kind of, that's the kind of stuff I'd love to do. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's gorgeous. Goes, would you sell that? I go, damn, tootin I would, because I have the original. <laughs> So I don't right. care. I don't care about this one. I, I bought it because I go, ooh, cool, shiny. Mm. And uh and then like, you know, a week later I looked at my bank account, I go, where the hell did I buy that piece of garbage for? <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna open it and read it, because then my I'd have a fingerprint on the chrome. I can't do that. <laughs> Gloves. Oh. Gloves. Yeah, I'd I'd love to hit that spot, UV stretch yeah. goal. Not sure that we're going to, but uh, I would certainly love to. I, that stuff's expensive. That's why is it such a, a high stretch goal? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's expensive and it's worth every penny. Absolutely. I mean, especially on 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 these covers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can I can imagine both of those spot UV. I'm like, oh, you know, all the crystals on 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 Miriam's cover and the weapons and just the close-up on Vinny's cover. 
Yep. Man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be gorgeous. That that'd be the shit, man. I'm serious. That'd be so good. Join the universe. Why, yes, yes, I will. Yep, that's just a quick rundown. <laughs> Summary of uh, what you're getting. Also, if you're not familiar with the Sunsworn universe, if you haven't read the first novel, uh, what I plan to do is put something um, in the beginning of this book just to kind of get everybody caught up, up to speed with the universe itself and the events that have happened and where we are now. So you won't feel like you're lost reading this. Yeah, kind of like uh, what has transpired before is... Yeah, like maybe something reminiscent of a Star Wars crawl or something like that, but not obviously in that format because that would be a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, and you know, unless it was the one from the seventies, uh, it would suck. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's the uh, that's the girl with the unpacking to do. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, what they're doing there is they're communicating. Uh, they through their their mystical. Uh, energies they can not only create gates to teleport through uh, but they can also create gates to communicate through uh, across the galaxy so since she's an amethyst wielder and trip is a an emerald wielder uh, each side of their gates that they're opening uh, show up in different colors on their side so that's that's what's happening here it's color-coded for your protection <laughs> oh dragons man i love dragons I was going to say real dragons, but that, I, I mean, you know, by real dragons, I mean cool dragons, not I want to train <laughs> your dragon dragons or, you know. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> or, or, or Dragon Ball Z. I, I can't stand that show. I tried to, I tried to watch it. I have a, I have a really good friend that uh, loves that show to death. I go, I go, I love anime and manga but only certain ones if if it's got the goofy faces and the googly eyes no 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 i hate that <laughs> i i su i suffered through that with the uh, with the old force five cartoons with like grand Dizer and all that because they all had to have they had to like kitty them up and i'm like you should have left them the way they were that would have been awesome <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I really love uh, Nerium's manga style, like that that kind of more realistic style that she does. Yeah. And that's that, that's my jam right there. Just kind of a blend between, you know, Eastern and Western art styles coming together. I think it's just perfect. Yeah. You know, it's like if if it can if it can, you know, appear in like a sci-fi fantasy film or in the pre-woke Dungeons and Dragons books. Uh, that's a dragon. Yeah, yeah, and I've always preferred four-legged dragons as well, like the the wyvern type dragons. I, I like them, but I like them as wyverns, you know, not as dragons. Yeah, well, because <laughs> that's just a personal preference. It's because they're not dragons; they're wyverns. Correct. <laughs> there, there is a huge difference. So this is going. Uh, you're going to be fulfilling this uh, around October, November. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, we're going to try to get everything done and and uh, sent off to print before September is over. That's our goal right now. So this will be 
this will be available up through September. And of course, you'll be letting everybody know it's coming down on this date. Yep. Yep. I'll definitely be overprinting as well. So, uh, it'll, I mean, if I had to take a guess, I'd say you probably got till the end of the year, maybe, but uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't chance it. <laughs> no, you know, you know, there's some things I will, you know, wait a long time for. Uh, won't be talking to my daughter's mother. Uh, sadly, she keeps calling me because she thinks we're friends. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> apparently, she has a lot of unpacking to do. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. So uh, what's next uh, for you and the Sunsworn universe uh, next year? Well, next we got, uh, we're actually working on two things. Uh, the, the second novel is being written right now. Uh, that's probably going to be the next campaign that I do. Uh, but there's also another spinoff uh, comic that we're working on, uh, which could possibly come before the novel, but um, I doubt it. Because uh, Nira's got a lot of work to do, so I don't want to overburden her. Uh, so I'd say that the second novel is probably going to be the next campaign. It might work out where both of those will be on the same campaign. I don't know. But uh, that's... That's what I'm aiming for. Definitely next year, I want to get both of those out in one way, shape, or form. Uh, maybe maybe together, maybe separately, uh, but we'll see. Um, we're working on a children's book right now. It's going to be called Vivid. Uh, the, I'm not exactly sure when that's going to launch. Uh, I'll probably see the mailing list for it sometime before the end of the year. Uh, Miriam's also working on Bonds 2. As soon as she finishes up Sunsworn, she's going to dive right into Bonds 2. So that, that should cool. be coming next year. Um, yeah, so probably look forward to those three. Vivid, uh, Bonds 2, and the Sunsworn novel, uh, second book, next year. And we're also working on a, another project that's going to kind of coincide with Bonds a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if we're ready to talk about that one yet, because I don't want don't to make too many promises. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't want to wake her up out of the, uh, out of the porn. To, uh, yeah, your ears are probably ringing right now. Like, yeah. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> I was asleep, but I had a funny burning sensation. Uh, <laughs> what is he talking about that he shouldn't be? Um, <laughs> so uh, how does one get their hands on Bonds number one? Uh, that's in demand on Indiegogo right now. Okay, uh, cool. Bonds, I'm not sure... I don't think there's a shortcut for it. So I would need the Indiegogo link. But if you Google uh, Indiegogo bonds, it should come right up. B-O-N-D-S or Z? S. S, okay. It's called Bonds the Drive. It's the first book. In a, uh, there's going to be multiple books of that. Very cool. But if you're interested, I can give you an exclusive look at the colored page that just came in. Oh, good. Oh. oh, I lost it. Oh, lots of pages. <laughs> yeah, lots, lots of pages. Oh, that's awesome, dude. The reflection in the dragon's eye. Yeah, Niram's really good with that. She she plays around a lot with those reflections. And sometimes you sometimes you miss it. Sometimes it'll go right by you until you see it a second or third time. But... And either that center panel, she is very angry or constipated 
Well, what's happening here is they had just come through a portal themselves uh, when they were falling, almost going into the dragon's mouth. Uh, so they end up falling on the ground here, and she's she's feeling it from that, and then she sees uh, another person being ported <laughs> right over top of her. <laughs> so that's that's what that face is about. <laughs> and, it's, and it's probably not a person she would want to see. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But you'll have to buy the book to find out. Well, Absolutely. I damn well will be planning on that. Yep, and this, this is this is Minka. This is the Dracor Queen. This is uh, where Aster begins squaring off with her. Sorry, right at the beginning of that battle sequence. Oh, that's just badass. That's just a great shot of him. Uh, get like you know a better feel, you know, of his you know of his armor and and strength and everything. Just right, right there. Yeah, I I love that shot when she Veneer presented this. I was like, wow, wow, I can't wait to see that color. And here it is, first look. <laughs> oh, that's killer, dude. I love it. This is this is awesome. But dragons and magic and weapons, space knights, <laughs> living room, dining room, arsenal. Yes. <laughs> it's like, isn't that from Batman 89? Why, yes, it is. <laughs> Why did you say that? Because uh, it still works, and this page doesn't require me, me to say, I'm not your Huckleberry. Uh, <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were going to... Uh, we're going to turn into the into the uh, Sugar Crisp Red Dress shit show, weren't we? Oh yeah, we were. But uh, yeah, before we do that, here's Bonds right here. Oh, cool. <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be fulfilling real soon. Um, do you want me to play the trailer? Yeah, sure. Now, I am going to have to get going here in about five or six minutes because I have another stream to get to. But oh yeah, that's cool. Before I do that, yeah, I just want to bring this back up with sound. There we go.
Yeah, this is a this is a great story. Um, yeah, I've obviously read it all the way through. I've read her summary for pretty much her entire outline for the the whole series, and it's it's gone great places, and it's going to be going places that you're not going to expect it to go. Because there's a few things that took me by surprise. <laughs> the whole story is about uh, Lena wanting to become uh, a female alpha of a pack, which is pretty much unheard of. But uh, yeah, she does. She's got a lot of trials that she faces. There's no no Mary Sue business going on here. And uh, I think it's, it's going to end up in a way that you will not expect. So, oh, that's a gorgeous cover. Yeah, it really is. Wow. I wasn't even thinking about it. We got printed copies of the books. We should put some of those up here on this campaign. <laughs> yeah, her, her art is just killer. Oh yeah, like in, in the in the video, the the uh, the close up of. of of the girl like at the table like the amount of anger she drew just into like that one eyeball yeah 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 and that's that's a bad bitch too yeah, I, <laughs> I i was quite fearful you know i i knew it was on you know i i, I knew it was a drawing and it was rendered and uh was on a screen but i was like <laughs> Yeah, now he does put some silliness in here as well in manga style, but I think it fits because there's not there's not a whole lot of it, and where it is, it, it fits. I like it. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah, you got a splash of class and a splash of gratuitous violence, and of course these sexy prints that you can get as well. <laughs> oh, boobs! <laughs> boobs are good. Everyone likes boobs gonna do some sketchy shit hope we get away with it <laughs> but yeah all the traditionals have sold out on this campaign as well oh yeah but uh yeah as far as the stretch goals uh we unlocked a book a bookmark um this trading card uh two prints which i i just i'm in love with this image right here she doesn't know why but i just love that image and uh, there's going to be a bonus comic in the back of the book as well. It's going to be seven pages. It actually came out to be seven pages. But it's the story of the Mud Man, which is something we're going to, I think, continue with uh, with with uh, the upcoming comics as well. Because the Mud Man is a comic in the book that uh, Lena's younger brother, Jesse, loves to read. So I just thought it would be a cool extra to put that in there. Oh, yeah. I like that. Here's the comic that they're reading in the back. Right. <laughs> Look who showed up. Oh, there he is. <laughs> right on time. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't checked out Bonds, I would definitely encourage you to do it because man, it looks it looks oh, yeah. even better in print. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna I got I got I got money coming in Sunday, and then Monday uh it, it goes on it goes on my rechargeable card and uh I stopped buying shit. Uh, <laughs> you gotta clear out both files from both my uh, LCS shops that I that I that I do business with, and then it's uh, campaign, campaign, campaign. <laughs> it's like you're not saving any of that for what? <laughs> I at least want to get booked so I can, you know. Escape, you know, my everyday life of, oh man, this place still isn't put back together right. 
<laughs> Chris is still getting trolled for being in a red dress. Jeez. Yeah, I think he secretly likes it. He enjoys it. You know he does. <laughs> if he didn't like it, he wouldn't have. You know, he wouldn't have put that picture of him with his balls hanging in the water of the toilet. Uh, <laughs> You know, up on his own stream. <laughs> hmm. Says he got a lot of problems with you people. What is that supposed to mean, you people? Yeah, you people. <laughs> Fucking racist. He only likes Canadians. How could you, Chris? How could you? You know, what, what are you going to do when your favorite Canadian moves south of the border? <laughs> He's going to be another dirty American. Yeah, uh, a dirty American with a with a cocky French accent. I'm not French. <laughs> He's the closest to French we have, I think. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, this chair, though? What's going on? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the the closest thing to French for a while. I thought uh, I thought Alejandro was French. <laughs> uh, he does not sound Italian, so uh, I showed that because Pale Rider took the time to make it. That's all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you, you like it? You're not uh, fooling anyone, Chris. We know uh, you like it. <laughs> yeah, Underoos boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do it since Chris actually showed up, but yeah, I really got to get rolling. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Uh, thanks so much for uh, for hanging out, and uh, pleasure meeting you someplace besides uh, the chat where we're we're trolling people. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you, thank you for having us. And uh, it was a blast. It was uh, it was awesome getting to know both these campaigns, and uh, uh oh. French people do like comics, and I'm going to market there. Oh, yeah, there's a big market. Oh, yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a huge market out there. Uh, we could just pack them all in one box and, and ship Sim out there. <laughs> he's got the accent, so it won't, it won't be like a stranger trying to sell them comics. It'll yeah, be one, so of, one of their own. <laughs> Sim, you got to man the cart on the street. Yeah. <laughs> We're putting you on the corner. Don't worry. It's not the same way Chris goes on the corner. Uh, <laughs> it's much Chris, more respectable. Yeah, it's more respectable. No dresses or anything. You'll be fine. But uh, thank you very much. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, I know you got another stream to go to, and I'm going to uh, download this and upload it to my podcast platform. So uh, our little chat will be available anywhere you can get a podcast from uh, a little later on tonight. Very cool, man. Thank you. It's fun talking to you. Thanks, dude. I had a great time. Me as well. And we are out of here. Very classy, he says.